Well, the Locked On NHL hosts have voted on their top five defensemen and top five goalies. Both Roman Yossi and UC Saros make the list, but are they a little bit too low? Plus a major omission in the polls for the top forwards. We're going to talk about that coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special shout out to our loyal Lockdown Pred heads, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. On today's show, the Locked On NHL hosts have all gotten together uh, and put together a series of top five polls mm-hmm. uh, we voted on pretty much everything uh, top five wingers top five defensemen top five centers goalies uh players under 25 including some fun stuff mascots and nhl logos the important things the important things in life so we're gonna get through the results but there's a couple of things of note for nashville predators fans uh including a couple of players that ranked yeah yeah, let's talk about our two. Uh, I think th- th- I think they're pretty obvious. Who's yeah, gonna we, make we, it. we we don't need to kind of beat around the bush. In, in no, there's no need for a drum roll here, y'all. UC Saros yeah. made the list, and so did Roman Yossi. Yeah. So so let's start in the bag. Let's start with the top five NHL goalies because I feel like this is the hot button one. And yeah. uh, so putting up the list, we have UC Saros ranked fourth. Mm-hmm. which I think both of us have some feelings about that. Oh, we do. Uh, and in terms of the votes, we had Andre Vasilevsky first, Igor Shosturkin second, Connor Hellebuck third, uh, Saros fourth, and then Ilya Sorokin rounding out the top five. Uh, and your thoughts on UC Saros fourth in the NHL in terms of goaltending? Look, I have said it before and I will say it again. UC Saros is chronically overlooked in the NHL. Yes, people talk about him. Yes, he generates some buzz. But I feel like really the essence of his game, the things that he does that are so exceptional are overlooked by things like basic stats. And I feel like this is just another case of that, you know, where it's like, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good goalie. Let's put him in the top five. But I feel like, especially where some of these other guys are coming into this next season, like how in the name of Sam Hill and Bob Howdy do we have Soros fourth and in the top five? How is he not up maybe three, two? Could an argument be made for one? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I do feel like it's a little bit low. And, and I don't feel like that is just the optimist in me. I really feel like UC Soros is perennially underappreciated in the league. Yeah. You know, in terms of 
because I feel like there's like legacy that comes into play here. And obviously Vasilevsky has um, two Stanley cups and another appearance, you know, last year uh, in the Stanley cup finals, two years ago, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, a couple of Vezina. So I feel like he's got the, the lock on, on number one. And I feel like Sturkin based on what he did last year is kind of that, Oh, he's like the next big goaltender in waiting. But you look at let, like let's look at the top three years or the last three years, which are like the three full years that UC Soros has been uh, the number one. Sure, like right. no questions asked, number one goaltender in Nashville. Right. Uh, other than stuff like shutouts, like his save percentage is better than Andre Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, his high danger save percentage is better than Andre Vasilevsky. His stolen wins are better than Andre Vasilevsky. So you're, you know, in terms of that, like if you're saying, well, like, you know, based on legacy, Vasilevsky is the number one guy. If the, if there's a guy that's been consistently better than him game by game over the past three years, shouldn't that guy be higher? Yeah. It seems like simple math to me. And I always am curious about what weighs into somebody's decision. And I do think there is, whether you like it or not, there is an element of like, well, Vasilevsky, because he's been around and he's done a lot. But you also look at like Andre Vasilevsky, his postseason last season, it was rough. Like he had a rough postseason. UC Saros didn't because he had no postseason. So I hear that people, I understand that, but you know, I, I think, gosh, let's let's look a little bit closer. How far back do you need to go or how much is reputation? How much is things like you said, winning two Stanley Cups? How much does that predict the future? And at some point it stops being a factor. And I feel like what UC Saros has done with the team that he's had in front of him I think is a little bit more impressive. I think of UC Saros, he's like the yen in Ocean's Eleven. You know what I'm saying? Like he <laughs> yeah. is, he is the guy that gets in the cash, or the cash cart and ends up, he's the only guy in the vault. Like, yes, you need like the explosive dudes and the great drivers, and you need the guys to rappel down the elevator shaft and all of that kind of stuff. But ultimately, what matters is you've got yen in, in the in the vault. And Saros is the yen in the vault for the Nashville Predators, and he has been. And I think some of these other teams maybe don't have or or don't need the value from their goaltender like the Predators need their value from UC Saros. You take Saros out of the last three years, Nick, Mm -hmm. it's a very, very different, you know, and not that the Predators had raging success the last three years, but it's a whole nother ballgame. The reason UC Saros is so low on the like lower than he should be on this list is just the team in front of him isn't good. Hundred percent. Like you know, if the Predators are a smidge better, mm-hmm. I think in like UC Saros gets, I don't know, two three more shutouts in each season. Yeah, like, I think I think we're we're seeing him with a little bit more respect. Yeah. Um, you know, Connor Halbeck, that's that's like the that's the debate. I feel like, you know, Seth Tubal and I had this debate on Locked on NHL last week, like UC versus Hellebuck is the best goalie in the West. Like I I could understand putting Hellebuck ahead of right. know, UC Saros just because A, Hellebuck beat him head to head a number of times last year, like kind of outdueled him. 
Uh, and B, you know, it's same situation. Like, you know, not much happening in front of him. And Helbig was the one that kind of willed him to the playoffs. And, mm-hmm. and Saros wasn't. Um, that's that to me is is like the the one debating. But you know, I, I like here's the thing. I, like, I understand why people voted the way they did, but to me, um, UC Saros is one of the top three goalies in this league. I agree. I agree. And I think he's somebody that will end up being in the Vesna conversation. The one thing that I want to see from Saros that I think will help with that and that I think will make a huge difference for this Nashville Predators team is how he starts right out of the gate. I think that is going to be so important, not just for Saros down the line with the Vesna conversation, you know, but I think it's going to be huge for this team because if Saros can start strong, which we've talked about, sometimes he takes a little while to simmer and warm up. But if Saros can start in October and play really well in a tough October schedule, it's going to go a long way with confidence for a young team. So I think there's a lot riding on Saros's early performance this season. Well, we had another Nashville Predator wind up in the top five of his respected position. I think we know who it is. His name rhymes with Bowman Tosi. Mm-hmm. We'll see where he landed on the NHL's top five defenseman list coming up in just a second. But first, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season, it's here, folks. And right now, FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner... You can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. That's right. All you have to do is pick any team, any team you want to win the Super Bowl. And each time they win during the regular season, you'll get bonus bets for each victory. You can use bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. All right, and another top five list that was voted on was the top five NHL defensemen. Uh, here is how our LockedOn hosts voted. We had Kale McCarr, number one. Not really a big surprise there. Yeah. Uh, Eric Carlson. <laughs> number two and then we have adam fox miro haskinen and roman yossi what do you think about this list ann um it's hard to argue some of it you know and again i go i go back to what what is what goes into this voting you know you look at last season you know god bless him kale mccarr phenomenal defenseman i think he's the number one defenseman you know obviously he's going to be there but you know gosh he had a lot of injury last season concussion upper body lower body you know played 60 games you know if he is healthy he is 100 you know he is you know the number one guy going into this if he is healthy um eric carlson this one is so interesting to me the eric carlson story is one of my favorite little projects that I'm going to be watching this season because, you know, you have this uh, Norris Trophy winner, amazing season. He's like 857 years old in hockey years, now headed to Pittsburgh and, and wants to win a Stanley Cup. And I'm like, do you think Pittsburgh is in Stanley Cup contention? So I think that's going to be an interesting one to unfold. Yeah. What is that going to look like with Eric Carlson in Pittsburgh? You know, I love that, you know, he sort of he talked about like, look, I found this reignited passion for my game and I'm really excited. So I think it's going to be fun to watch him. I'm just 
curious about what the results are going to look like for Eric Carlson. But I think just in general, he's generated a lot of buzz. Like I said, recently won the Norris trophy. So I get that one. Adam Fox. I think he's the guy that's just always on the list. Like he's the pretty blonde girl that always makes the homecoming court. Yeah. Um, it's, I think the one that like, maybe I could argue is Haskinen. Yeah. Just because I feel like Yossi has been more impactful to the team. Here's my thing about Carlson. Like I understand why people are there, Mm -hmm. but last year was like his one good year in you know, a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and people talk about him. It's like, Oh, this is like an amazing year he had. Uh, like nothing like this hasn't been done like well how incredible is this and you know of course he's a Norris because this is just one for the record books he only scored five more points than Roman Yossi did the year before and had pretty much like the same defensive metrics and I think the only thing like I would say is it just it always just feels like we talk about Roman Yossi's season two years ago differently than we talk about Eric Carlson's season last year like how many people like i get if if kale mccarr was your norris winner like that's fine mm-hmm. but like how many people went to bat like against roman yossi to poke holes right uh, in, in his you know what he did that season and how good of a defenseman he is like how many people like went out of their way to just start poking holes in Roman Yossi's game. And it just doesn't seem like we do that same thing with Eric Carlson, even though we could, because last year was great. He wasn't good for like, I mean, there was talk of him having the worst contract in the entire NHL before mm-hmm. last season. So I don't know. To me, that's, that's like the one thing that like kind of rubs me the wrong way. Right. And I wonder if Kale McCarr had stayed healthy, if this would have been a repeat, you know, where what would have happened then? Would you all have valued Kale McCarr's defensive metrics above Eric Carlson's offensive metrics like you did with Roman Yossi and made that argument? Or would you still have gone with Eric Carlson? One has to wonder one has to wonder about Mm -hmm. that. And, and, you know, did somebody entirely leave, Roman Yossi off of their list. Yes, folks, somebody did. Yeah. We don't we don't forget things. There's room next to Corey Perry in my invisible backpack of hockey grudges. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's get through some other top five lists. Yeah. Well, we uh top five NHL centers. Oh uh, gosh. No, no, not really a big surprise here. Yeah. Uh Connor McDavid, number one, Leon Dreisidel, number two, and then we had McKinnon, Matthews, and Hughes. Uh, no Sidney Crosby and which to me, that's a little surprising because he can certainly still play. He can, but I think people feel like there is a a page turning in his chapter. You know, the book's not finished, but I think people feel like the plot's wrapping up for Sidney Crosby, which is why I think the Penguins were so in on Eric Carlson. I think they really want that plot twist of the Penguins are back in contention. Will it happen? I don't know. Look, I'm not going to lie. Personally, I'm okay with Sidney Crosby not making the top five. <laughs> but I, th- I do think it's an interesting omission. Like, it, is the league kind of viewing him as – like on the decline, like old news, yeah. old news. And yeah. can he, can he really be as good as he was? I think it's interesting that all of the sudden, this is one of those players that it seems like the league is going, is he done? Is he almost done? Yeah. I would have put him fifth 
Just yeah. because I feel like Luke, like not Luke Hughes, one of the Hughes, one of the Hughes, Jack Hughes, like incredible season last year. This time next year is probably surefire. Um, you know, I just feel like maybe just one more season uh, before I would have, have put that on there. Yeah. How did the Preds look in that top center thing there, Nick? I don't even think they had a vote in there. No, they didn't. Is that, I keep coming back to this, is that going to be the nail in the coffin for the Predators in the future, not having this elite top center? They're going to need to find somebody. Yeah. I think just to, just to step in. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, like it's like maybe Cody Glass gets there and is just like, you know, maybe a side like B plus center. And maybe that's that's what the Preds need. Um, But I mean, yeah, Barry Trotz has mentioned it. Like you got to find a number one guy. Yeah. However you do it. Uh, There was another interesting, uh, you know, there's, you know, other lists. There's NHL top five wingers. And uh, there is nobody from the Nashville Predators who is even on the ballot, which means no Philip Forsberg. How do we feel about that? We're going to talk about that in just a second. Plus, what's the best logo in the NHL? I have thoughts. We have thoughts on that one for sure. We're going to do that in just one second. But first, want to remind you that Lockdown Predators is your free daily Nashville Predators podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Coming up next week, we talked about this uh, earlier this week. We are doing the top 25 Nashville Predators of all time we have a special series of shows coming up uh we're going to be counting them down 25 through one going through uh some of the best players in team history including some uh names you might have forgotten this is a list i think we'll have people talking because it's our list and we can do it however you want uh (laughs) so make sure you guys tune in starting next week and we'll uh we'll go through some of these names with you all right, Anne, let's go to the top five NHL wingers. Let's oh. talk first, because uh, Lockdown put like 20, 25 names uh, on the ballot. Philip Forsberg was not one of the people on the ballot. How do we feel about that? I'm going to err on the side of grace and say it's because of his injury. But I do think, again, the Nashville Predators... There is just something about being a, a middle market team without uh, that. You know, we've got great core players. You're talking about Yossi. You're talking about Soros. You're talking about Philip Forsberg. But they don't necessarily stand out off of the ice. And I feel like it's a chronic overlook problem here in Nashville. And I, you know, I do think we're going to chalk this one up with Grace and say it's because he was injured last season. But Philip Forsberg has got to be the guy. You know, I've talked about this. This is his season to be the guy. You do not have Matt Duchesne anymore, my friend. Ryan Johansson has gone. This is Philip Forsberg's opportunity to really be the guy for the Nashville Predators and to really draw some attention from the other teams and players in the league. So, you know, pressure's on for Philip Forsberg. I think he can handle it. Look, I think he's overlooked. You know, this is definitely somebody who I think should have made the top 25 list, but let's see what he does. This is a new situation for Forsberg this coming season. Yeah. I would have at least put him on the list. Right? I mean, come on y'all. Like, he should have at least been on the list. He's not top five or top 10, but like Claude Giroux was on the list. When was like the last time Claude Giroux was like a game breaking player. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. like on Andre Kuzmenko. How many people that don't watch the NHL religiously know who Andre Kuzmenko is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just put Philip Forsberg on the list. Um, Here's how everybody voted. Uh, David Pasternak, number one in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. Then we have Matthew Kachuk, Jason Robertson, Mitch Marner, and Nikita Kucherov rounding out the top five. Uh, and I think the biggest snub to me on this list is Kucherov has got to be at least in your top two. You think so? I, Kucherov has got to be in your top two. I mean, I feel like just the fact that like Tampa Bay has kind of just been Tampa Bay for a while and maybe they've kind of mm-hmm. flew under the radar last year. But like Kucherov has been consistently good uh, minus like his one injury year where he missed like half the year. Yeah. Um, like he's just been consistently one of the top contributors in the entire NHL. Like he's got to be your top two. Yeah. The one that I think is going to make a big leap depending on next season is Jason Robertson. Y'all, this kid is, I think he is really poised to be one of those, you know, top guys in the league if he can repeat the season that he had. So this is one that I'm keeping an eye on. I'm like, okay, you can put him at third right now if you want. Maybe a little high. I don't know. But I think he's going to leapfrog and be one of the top guys in this league if he can repeat his season that he had. So I'm keeping an eye on Jason Robertson. Don't want to have him have great success because that's how I feel about the Dallas Stars. But I think, you know, I think he could really be a guy long-term in the league. Yeah. Uh, I vote, like, the way I voted, like, I had Miko Ranton in the top five. Right. Yeah. That's that's another guy I think is is criminally underrated. Uh, I know Alexander Ovechkin on that Mm. list. There's a statement in that, y'all. There is a statement. Uh, how about the NHL's top five under 22 years old? We have Jack Hughes, number one, Tim Stutzla, number two, Connor Bedard, number three. Uh, quick thoughts on that. Maddie Beneers, number four, and Trevor Zegris, number five. Um, and here's like my one statement on okay. Connor Bedard. And I, I, like, let's give him time. Yes. Like, let's not throw all of this on him. Like, he was like a lot of, he had a lot of votes for like top five NHL centers. He may be great. Like, he may be like the best NHL player of our generation, but he also hasn't played an NHL game yet. Right. So that's, that's kind of why I'm just saying it's like, let's, let's let this guy kind of jump into the league and see what he does. Let's not start getting ahead of ourselves and saying like, oh, he's, He's like the best player in the world and he's a top right. five center. He may like, he may do that. Like he may come out this year and just, you know, smoke everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's like, let's wait for it to happen uh, before we get ahead of ourselves here. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's let Connor Bedard breathe y'all. And I, and I'm with you. Like I would not at all be surprised if he comes out and just lights it up. I wouldn't be surprised about that. But again, kids never played a minute of NHL hockey yet. Give him time to breathe. And what worries me is there is so much hype about what people expect him to do this season that, like, I worry that people are going to be disappointed. Like, it's almost hard to meet expectations this season if you're Connor Bedard. And that's not fair. Like, you know, that's just not fair to a young player. Like, give this kid some room to breathe. And and I hope he tunes out the noise and just does his thing. You know, the mom in me worries about that. Tune out the noise, Connor Bedard, and just just do your game. Play your game. But, yeah, a lot of pressure. 
Yeah. Uh, rest of the list, yeah, it's fine. Don't really yeah. have any qualms about that. Maybe I would flip Zegris and Stitzla, but. Uh, yeah, I, I thought also, that was interesting. He was. I too. also probably would have had uh, Mo Cider in my top five. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, here's a fun one. And the top five NHL logos. Mm-mm. Here's what we had. We had uh, Detroit number one, which no qualms for me. Arizona <laughs> number two. Mm-hmm. Toronto number three. Pittsburgh number four. And the Seattle Kraken number five. Uh, what do you think about that, Ann? I have big feels on this logo vote. Go big for feels. it. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with Detroit because it is kind of cool. Um, so I don't, I'm not going to squawk about them. It's being iconic. It's, it is. It's iconic. It's bold. It's, you know, I, I'm okay with that. Arizona Coyotes, it's not my cup of tea, but I get why it's one of the, the main ones. It's not my color palette. It's not my, it's not my, in my color wheel, but I it's like awesome, it. Though. it it's awesome, it, it's an awesome logo? It's not my, it's just not my personal preference, but yes, I completely understand why it is voted as an awesome logo. Like I love the angles of it, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. So I get that one. Toronto Maple Leafs, y'all, it's a leaf with letters. But it's, but it's iconic. As a leaf with letters. But it's like one of the most recognizable logos in like it's just simple it's, it's classic just blue and white like it's a leaf nick it's a leaf with letters here's the one i have the biggest beef with and that is the pittsburgh penguins logo first yeah. of all it's now a, I'm with you yeah it's a skating penguin which okay you know that's your thing but it's built like fred flintstone and that's where my thing comes in it is built like Fred Flintstone. First of all, that's not even a hockey penguin because you know a hockey penguin would have like hockey lower body and it's yeah. a Fred Flintstone penguin. So it's not even it's not even physics, this logo. So I have a real beef with that. And I also think Seattle Kraken should be number one. Kraken have hit it out of the park with marketing and with branding. And the fact that Kraken is five is an absolute absolute travesty of justice uh by the way the preds finished 16th in this in this list uh i would have i would have had detroit and arizona one and two i would have had seattle three i would have had toronto four uh and then i voted and i know i'm alone in this take but i had minnesota they do have a good i just like that logo i think it is cool. cool Yeah. yeah, it's not uh, a loop with letters. Yeah, uh, and then finally, our top five NHL mascots. Uh, no Nash on this list. Uh, Gritty number one, hands of down. Of course, who else could it be? Hands uh, down. The New Jersey Devil number two, Bernie the Giant Saint Bernard for Colorado. Who I didn't even know was a mascot until <laughs> just now. Uh, three Howler the Coyote number four, and then Wild Wing from the Ducks five remember when wild wing used to be like the mascot in the nhl like he was like the one that was like featured in like all the magazines and stuff and he was like kind of like that iconic like everybody knew him yeah it's just not for me (laughs) that one's just not for me (laughs) gritty i love the devil's one the stuff of nightmares if that mascot i also i have a thing about 
people or things in costume. I don't like to be approached by somebody in a costume. Mm -hmm. um, and that devil's one is my worst nightmare. Yeah. Mm -mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, but that's like an, also yeah. another iconic one. Like had his own, this is sports center commercial. Uh, where's Yubi? Yubi from the Montreal Canadiens. Like he's in the mascot hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Montreal, Montreal Canadians. Like yeah. he was gritty before gritty. Like nobody was gritty before gritty, babe. Nobody was gritty before gritty. I mean, Gritty stands alone. He's the cheese. He stands alone. Yeah. It's funny how now, um, like, you know, everybody's like kind of going for like the cutesy, like they were going like for the animal mascot and then Gritty came out. It's just like every team is like, <laughs> let's make our mascot just as grotesque as possible. <laughs> like, what? how can we just terrify small children now? Yeah. Yeah, I would take Gritty over the New Jersey Devils one any day. I also like Bowie. Oh, I sure. know Bowie was very controversial when Bowie came out. I feel like I like I like Bowie. Still Again, don't want he, him to approach me. I'm not into that, but better than that devil. Oof, whoa. Yeah, he like they, he was like in the uh, the the realm of just weird mascots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here for that. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you guys have thoughts on these rankings as well. Uh, so let us know what you think. Comment on our YouTube page or tweet us at LO underscore Predators. We would love to hear from you guys. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at InsideThePreds.com. You can also find me on Twitter or X. I'm uncomfortable we'll with it. We'll figure it out one of these days. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with it. But I'm there at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me on that app we're talking about at LO underscore. No, that's the show. Whatever. Find the show at LO underscore Predators. There you go. Find me at underscore NS Morgan. Uh, you can also read my work at penaltyboxradio.com. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back next week with all new episodes. We'll see you then.